Okay, uh, welcome back. Uh, we'll start the uh, Nuzman now, ahead of some of the yeshivas, because uh, in Europe, uh, came from the East, I have to travel far and near, and since you guys are going into work and back, you're coming home anyway, so we get a head start. The um, hard work, by the way, of, uh, they never like when I mention this, of uh, both uh, Tzaddik and Shragi, of uh, disseminating this was uh, very evident. I got over Ben Azmanim many, many emails from Arba Kanvas Aritz about Chukoseim Shailas and comments in the Shir and questions. So uh, it's uh, whatever you're doing, it's Kol uh, Loshan also, I should think. It's uh, working, and um, Baruch Hashem, there are many people who are only listening, but trying to understand and trying to, there are riots and kashas and all sorts of interesting examples, and we'll get to them over the next uh, few days. Uh, everybody have a copy? There are plenty of copies here. The uh, first thing we point out, as you told me right before the shir in Yen the the time to reopen Chukos Sam Lozalechu is Halloween night. Um, last example, you said they were giving candies in somebody's <coughs> office. No. Don't tell us which office it was, because that would be Lush and Hara. Uh, but uh, giving out, even something as innocuous as giving out candies uh, is um, the small version of trick-or-treating, which, as we mentioned, is one of the few examples which is very poshant. Even though if you don't know the sugi, it sounds odd, like what's wrong with some candies? Uh, as we explained, what? Uh, that's right, Mamish, uh, you were very good, okay, hint, hint, okay, tomorrow night they'll be back out, but we didn't, no, 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 it's Halloween, he's right, we want to, uh, uh, very good, we don't want to take any chances whatsoever, uh, so, um, uh, I mean, Ava, they're, they're all angry at Shragi, they didn't put him out, Mitam uh, Ava, <laughs> It's, it's a real good example. There's no pick book. We, we, there are certain things we're in the middle of that we just don't know the history. And one of the people in the email, I got one email that was part of a whole discussion group. I don't know who they are, but they sound like Erlich of And they sent me the email with a whole train of discussion on some of these points. And somebody had mentioned, uh, I don't blame them for not uh, necessarily knowing that, but they said, well... If you don't know, why do we have to be cheshesh that it's rooted in Avodah That's the whole yesod of the sugya. Is dafka when you don't know, that's when it's in Yisadarese. That's the whole yesod of the marik. Is that unless you know for sure that there's a logical explanation, it's usher because it might be rooted in Kisha for Avodah That's the whole yesod of the Yisr. The Halloween, we don't have to look very far. We know what it's rooted in. They don't, but we do. So it's clearly usher. And I would say even mitam eva. Uh, one should avoid it if it's an Ava, like a dangerous type of Ava. Then we're going to have a big Kula, which we didn't even start yet, with the government, Shadlanim uh, and the like, who were involved in circles where when a Rome do as the Romans do, and the Chazal allowed them to do it, and we'll have to explain why. So it's the Raisa, where's the room to maneuver? That type of Ava. But in the office, uh, put it this way, for political correctness, if you were a... I better be careful what I say. It goes on the radio. If you were for some other religion located somewhere in the Middle East and the Far East, they wouldn't say a word. There'd be no Ava. Say, so it's not my uh, holiday. So I can't imagine in this uh, liberal society uh, they're going to have a kind on that. You're not giving out candy. You're not giving out candy. So I, I don't think it's going to... In most situations, it wouldn't be a problem. Um, what they wrote that email about was the clinking of the, uh, this got everybody all uh, 
focused, I guess. I don't know. Is it so common? We discussed the clinking of the glasses, and uh, I mentioned that the historical source is very unclear, which would make it a primary candidate for Chukosem Loseleichu. One of the explanations we mentioned that they say over, but again, this is pure conjecture, is that uh, when you were at a party in medieval times, you never knew whether a guy standing next to you wishing you a lachaim was trying to poison you or not. So you clank the glasses together, and some wine spritzed into yours and yours into his, and if he's trying to poison you, um, he just got some back, and he better be careful. And it's a deterrent for not murdering the fellow next to you. Maybe and maybe not. So someone to say, well, that's obviously the reason then. It's not Chukas anymore, but you know the reason. That's not called knowing the reason. Because some guy in the 1996 Lumis Barham decided that this was a theory. Maybe it's true, maybe it's not. It's certainly shrouded in a mystery, which, uh, what is clanking glass? That's not a question we have to answer. If we don't know what the source is, then automatically it's going to be a problem. That, so... They mentioned that, you know, based on that guess, it should be mutter, but that's just a guess. Then they mentioned that uh, the Munkatcher and others said that um, it's okay, it's a Jewish mini, because we try to enjoy the L'chaim with all the senses, and the only sense that's missing is the sense of hearing, and that's why we claim the glasses together. I sent them back an email, I said, I'd like to see something in writing, I'd like to see if any, any Rebbe has a tshuva saying that, because that sounds quite uh, interesting. It sounds like quite a chiddush. If uh, I get a makar, I'd be happy to go through it. I'll let you know uh, what I think it's saying. But until then, again, I think it's conjecture. What? No sense. I, you know, I don't know why, what would be the, again, I mean, you know, picabola, what would be the idea of tasting and smelling and seeing the wine, and now you got to hear the glass also? Okay, look, in Kabbalah, in Kabbalah, but I'd like to see first if if anybody quotes here, the Munkacha said it. Munkacha was a big pesik. Uh, he has a chuva on it. I'd like to uh, see it. Uh, and maybe they will uh, send it if somebody else can uh, find it. I didn't have a chance to look for it. Uh, I don't think it's in the Michal Zalazar, but you know, you never know. He has a, there's a chuva's Michal Zalazar. He has some uh, uh, very famous chuvas in there about all sorts of inyan. So um, if I see anything else, I will uh, report it and comment on it. Uh, the second... Um, I'm not going to get to all of them now, just one more. Um, a, uh, a Yid who um, did some uh, nice research, his name is Reb Zchaya Holzer, probably listening because he sent this in, so he sent me a long email of Maimar Kaimis, and he said he's writing it because in terms of the Shirem Adaki Amerim Chukoseyam, he feels like red strings have gotten a bad rap, no pun intended. Uh, the right to Bendel, uh, and has gotten a bad rap, and I think there's good reason for it. He has some interesting makaris on why maybe there is a source that is Jewish in nature. Uh, very interesting. I, I um, thanked him in the email for sharing it. I, I, I'm not going to comment on it now. I'm not 100% convinced uh, yet, but uh, the makaris is certainly interesting. You know, last night I had, it's amazing how much this sugya comes up. Uh, somebody was by my house last night, and he mentioned that he was the last... Uh, child to be married off. Uh, he came to the bar mitzvah and he mentioned it's the last bar mitzvah making, which uh, um, not the last chasna, but the last uh, bar mitzvah. So he asked if we're having a mezhinka. So I said, I try not to be over on Yisrael Mdaraises as I'm making simchas. Uh, so he said, uh, he said, what? I said, did you ever see one? He said, yeah, I was the last kid to be, um, to be married. 
Uh, I am strongly chayshish. That whole thing is um, has gaisha um, makar. It's certainly not Jewish. Uh, I think the song they're playing is some Hungarian folk song they picked up in some village. Uh, and um, and I know they do it at many chasnas, but when you marry off your last kid, it doesn't have to be at yours. And the one guy was explaining to me, the chasnas, no, it's an old minigis wrong, the Alta Rebbe did it. It's not true. It's not... Uh, now they've been doing it. I don't know when it started, where it started. Again, if you find me a tshuva in the Minchas Elazar, I'll take a look at it. I'd be happy to see it. I, I, that, he would be one to comment, because if it comes from Hungary, uh, he would know whether it's a Jewish source or not. Um, people said, sure, it makes sense. You, you marry off your last child, and you sweep him out, and you hope he doesn't come back. Now that is Jewish. We give brachas to people that we should send the children out and they not come back. That's a gemara. That's a Gemara. That's a big bracha. You want your children to leave and never come back, no? But that's, uh, they come back, that's not good. But to have to sweep them out, uh, one, one fellow commented to me when he, uh, he had it, he was the last child. Uh, I said, how'd you feel? He said, terrible. I said, what am I, a piece of dirt that they got to get out of the room? And, uh, uh, the thing is, it's strange to say the least, uh, and certainly suspect. And remember, in this sugya, as soon as you're suspect, if you can't give a good explanation then um, it's a problem. So I'm not saying it's vaden, it's the right, so I don't have metzi laws, a lot of chasnas do it. It's certainly no mitzvah to do it, no chayvah to do it. So if you don't need it, why bother? Again, those who like to do it, the bands have all sorts of tunes, which certainly don't sound Jewish, but you could tie up that on a lot of the music you hear, chasnas. But this, they say, is an old Messiah back from some gypsy and wherever she was, and uh, they like it. I don't know. Strange. So it's certainly just for what is there. You'll notice I try to choose my words. There's certain things I say are a bit of a suffix. Certain things I'm convinced it is the right like Halloween. This I'll leave as a suffix to be nice, but uh, certainly needs a bit of a tzarachian. Even uh, well, if it's not a Jewish makar, it's a Again, the Yisraeli right. Vesugya is that if you have a strange custom, I would say that if somebody starts dancing with a broom <laughs> and starts sweeping at a chasna to a Hungarian folk song, I would think it's a little odd. Now, it's certainly not Jewish. Once it's not Jewish, you have to be chayshish. Why? See, if I was sure that they used to clean glasses because they didn't, want to, they didn't want to get killed and they wanted to show them if you're trying to poison me, I'm going to poison you, it's going to go back. If, that, if I knew for sure that was the reason, it wouldn't be usher. It just wouldn't be necessary because I think that most clients are not trying to kill each other. So that's the good news. But I don't know if that's true and it's a wild guess and maybe it is and maybe there were other reasons beforehand. So that's going to make Foucault saying. That's the, that's the problem. Um, so there are those who said, no, it makes a lot of sense when it's the last child, you want to sweep them out of the house. As a sin, you shouldn't come back. I think that's retrofitting the, the song and the dance, literally. I don't think that's it. Yeah, I could fit that in, but I'm very concerned when you're dancing with brooms. Remember, Avodah Kishuf, I know a lot of things are brooms. they got all sorts of witches flying around brooms. You know, who knows what's going on? It gets me nervous, and if there's no reason to do it, there's no upside, that's for sure. You're not Makayim anything by doing it. There's no, you can't call it, one guy's arguing, no, it's the minute Yisrael. I said, how long? He says, at least 39 years. That's a little ridiculous. Well, how long is it? To say something, a minute Yisrael, you've got to have a Messiah for it. So I am thoroughly unconvinced, I'm totally convinced it's not a mitzvah, and I'm not totally convinced it's not Osir, but again, a lot of people are doing it, so I don't want to say something's Osir, because maybe there is a Makar, and I just didn't see it yet, not the Rabbah. I'm happy to, uh, happy to see it from somebody who's long dead and in print.
Not somebody who just wrote it and then somebody didn't like what he wrote and killed him or something like that. You know, it's got to be, uh, be something that's um, you know, very authoritative and, and has a sense of the history that was written a long time ago and is being made. This was the Minig Yisrael. That's what I'm looking for. And if I find it, I'll be thrilled. It'll be Miyash of the Minig and I'll be, I'll be fine with it. Okay, so those are the um, first two. We'll save some of the other ones for later as we get further into the sugya. Let's go to page three in your copy. Yes. So that is a great example. If Rabbi Yudel Chassid says it, I'm fine with that. Because Rabbi Yudel Chassid was a Rishon, and I'll even take an old Yachron. I just want somebody, when I said... Not long, no longer alive in a print. And you can't, if somebody starts writing, yeah, it's a mini Yisrael, because it's 39 years old, that doesn't impress me. I have to have something that is really traceable, has a real Makar. Yudha Chassid was a, was a Rishon, and he was saying a lot of things I'll pick up all of because he was a Makubal. There's a very big Machlech, a Sachreinim. Who did he write it for? Now, Yudha claims he only wrote it for his descendants, because he saw Piruach HaKadosh wouldn't be good for them. It has nothing to do with the rest of Klai Yisrael. And many say, no, what's the rest of Klai Yisrael? Everybody says it's only a chumrah, maybe it's chasidus, if at all. And interestingly enough, out of all the things in his list, he has many things in there, all of them are quite fascinating, a handful made it into the Mishnah Brewer. Tonight, tomorrow, tomorrow night, the next day. So the Mishnah Brewer brings down, Rabbi Yitzhak says, the many does not take a haircut and shave on Rosh Chedesh. That made it into Minik Yisrael. You have to shave for work, so it's no worse than those who are being made along during Sfirah. But there are certain... Handpicked of Yechasid, and there's a reason why the Gedele Mavit generation understood which one was more, more Nogea, more applicable. Uh, most of them did not make it, and some of them became very stark, and some of them depends on the communities. The uh, names with the Shvigar, and the Shver, and the son in law, and the daughter in law. A lot of people are Makbid, some people are not. Marish is a Tshuva, if you don't want to be Makbid, fine. You want to be Makbid, also okay. Uh, so you have to know not marrying two brothers, not marrying two sisters. I know many people personally, two brothers married two sisters, especially during the war years where uh, the, uh, it was slim pickings, uh, to say the least, and if you found anybody to get married to after World War II, you were, you were a lucky man and a lucky, uh, lucky woman. So there are many people do it, and some people mocked on it. This is just a few of the uh, small amount of the many, and if you'd ask about beauty, you'd say, no, it's not good to anybody else. So that's the, uh, that's the Shaila. But it's not like it's there, the Gemara has a lot about shady characters. The, the, the fact that it's spooky, the fact that it's spooky doesn't mean it's chukosayim. The broom and the sweeping and the dance and the whole thing looks a little maybe spooky and strange. And if you can't explain it well, that's what concerns me. Okay, some people are happy explaining. You sweep him out like the Gemara. You hope he's not back. Okay, maybe. I'm hoping there's some cool love. There's a lot of people doing it. I'm just uh, saying why there's in this sugya there's a little bit of cause to be uh, nervous about it. Um, Okay, let's go to page three. This pre-show, which we'll look at now, is a very important Makur. If you recall in the tour, the tour quoted the Rambam, the Diva Maskal in Oiz Beis in the pre-show, the second half of the page. El Yisrael Muvdul Mehem Vyadua Bilmabushov. Yisrael Muvdul Mehem Vyadua Malushov. The Klai Yisrael shall look different than the Akum. Vyadua Bilmabushov. He should be conspicuous in his Yiddish address. So if you recall, many of the say, and this is the way Be'etzim we paskin, and on my shirt goes like this when we see his chuvas, he'll explain this at length, it doesn't mean you can't wear clothing that Goyim are also wearing. 
reason is because not made for going is made for consumers, and Jews are consumers also, and that's why you can wear a suit and a tie and a three-piece suit and a blazer and a double-breasted suit and whatever is in style. You don't have to have to be out of style. If it looks normal, looks conservative, it's not wild, it's not uh, preachistic, then it's fine. That's based on one of the two readings in the preacher that we're about to read, and it's fascinating. It's, it's, it's a little frightening. These are, it's a machlekes in the preacher already. And you want to know where the machmirim uh, come from, all the chassidim. Uh, they're not dreaming. Not only is it a hedge against assimilation, but it's one shot in the Rambam, and it depends on what gears the Rambam had. And I want to show you this inside so you know where it's coming from. Uh, they're makbid to wear things that are very outdated. They picked dress that was worn at one time, perhaps, by dukes and the like and the Polish uh, noblemen, uh, but they did it 300 years after it was in use. And they dafka pick something's out of style, and they won't wear ties for that reason, and they won't button in a certain direction. Also, that is not only a humrah in terms of another hedge against assimilation, which is a maila, the Medjish Loshinus Malbushom, Ramesha answers that, and he says that was only before Matan Torah. After Matan Torah, Mesh Chayisel Chayisel is Torah, Halacha. And the time they had none of the above, the only thing to make them different was their language and their Malbush. That's the answer. They hold that even if the answer is correct, but it's still a hedge against assimilation to Dafka Bimakrit, speak Yiddish, and look very different. There's something to be said for that before you see this preacher. After you see this preacher, you'll see that it's actually grounded possibly in halacha, even if Lamaisa were not machmer for it. Take a look at Bayes in the preacher, the top line. Yisrael moved to Mehem, Yedua B'Malbushom. Hein Drisha, Mashakasa B'Shem Ma'arik, L'Fizeh Nireh, the Mashakasa V'Ramma Machakach, La Yubush, Malbush, Hamayuchalem. Ramam says clearly, La Yubush, Malbush, Hamayuchalem. So, what does that mean? So, he's touching what that means. Lakula is, who perish the Mashakas of Tchila, the Adu of Amabushov, the Hanodafka, Malbush, Hamayuchalem, the Loi, Gazinon, the Loi Yubush, Bavov. He's learning, it doesn't say Vilo Yubush, it's one point. Yisrael should be Mavdil, Muvdil Mehem, and the why? By not wearing something as miyuchud for goyim, for an akum. And we discussed this, uh, a galach has a special suit or something like that, that you're not allowed to wear or something specifically preachistic or something too much into their decadent culture, the decadent part of it, not the fact that it just happens to be fashionable. Ela la yubush belovav. This girsa doesn't have a vav. La yubush, chenu And in many of our Rambams, the girsa is without a vav. Lo Yobush. Now, what's the other choice? El Lafi Machikasa Basifra Bainam Bavov. Many Ramams had a vov, but Hall's firm, Yeshulafarjahi. He says you can't explain the Ramam like that if it says Vov. What's this in a Vov without a Vov? Makes a huge difference over here. With a Vov is two different points. It's Yisrael has to be Muvdul Mehem. Vi. Point number two is you can't wear the same clothing. Not you should be Muvdul Mehem. And this is part of the thing, don't try to copy something as miyuchid for them. And he says, according to that girsa, so Lamed the Rabbanon Svirle, the Tormas Hall, the Hachibush, the Malbush, Lotion Tumid, which means if you read like this, you can't wear a suit that they wear, you can't wear the same shirts they wear, you can't look at the end of the day like the Akum. That's a huge difference. So remember, the first. Girsa is no, you can't wear something miyuchid lahem, is, is modifying the first part of the sentence. This is a separate point. Velo yubush, you can't wear the same clothing that they wear, which means all the shirts are wearing, everybody in this room, all the suits, all the pants, everything shouldn't look the same. So, again, in this department, uh, 
did a mamachmir for this, uh, and they do not look the same. And um, our answer, by the way, this is gets is if you're wearing a yarmulke, and you're not going to completely look the same anyway, because the yarmulke is going to be a dead giveaway. If you have long pants, it's going to be a dead, dead giveaway also. Question to what degree? Ramesha is heter about not wearing a yarmulke, which we'll get to in this year, uh, when it's necessary, and that has to be explained, and we'll go through the Tshuva Mitzvah Shem. Uh, there is a scenario, certainly 40 years ago, was quite common. Now, Baruch Hashem, many more people are able to wear a yarmulke in the office. But uh, in the 40s and 50s and 60s and 70s in this country, it was uh, somewhat difficult in corporate America. So then you had a yid who's wearing a suit, a tie, a shirt, and a conservative is working a law firm, let's say, and everybody's wearing the same thing. And he's not wearing a yarmulke. So he's not moved at all. He looks exactly like the Akram. So... The first uh, explanation over here is still okay with that. You're not copying something that's inherently goyish in terms of the preachers or something religious in nature. The second gear would say, no, you're not Yetzi because there's no chilek. That's a pretty big enough to mean. So this preacher is usually, again, I'm going to pass in Lakula, as everybody in this room and their dress can attest to. Uh, you have to be wearing yarmulkes anyway, but even if, even if you weren't, you wouldn't necessarily be, be over on this. Okay, that's... No, so Marik is two different uh, things. Marik says, first is that if you have just a strange thing they're doing and they can't explain it readily and there's no logical explanation, you can't do it. And then there's another thing in terms of the general look, which is very much in Malbush and haircuts, you can't look like them. Does this mean you can't look like them at all, even if it's conservative in nature, or only when they're wearing something way out to show that they're a counterculture and a bum and they're wearing ripped up jeans and a hippie head of hair? Which is it? So the way we paskin is lakula, that if it's something that's quote-unquote looking normal, you're not doing it because it looks wild or crazy, you're doing it because that's what they have in the market, so then it'll be mutter, but it's two sheetas in the preacher. And the reason why, the reason why you can't look like them is, is, is because <laughs> we're supposed to be muvdul, not because of Udun Barazar. My rick is only when you have something else. It's not You're giving out candies, you're trick-or-treating, you're wearing masks, you're up, uh, eating pumpkin pie, I used to think pumpkins were trafe until I was around 11 years old. And somebody told me he was not, I thought he was out of his mind, and then he proved to me. He proved to me they go from the ground, which <laughs> means they can't be trafe. Uh, I think most, uh, most from kids probably grow up thinking pumpkins are trafe. Uh, why don't we eat more of them? Maybe there was an aversion to it, or maybe it doesn't taste good. I'm not sure. Uh, but you never saw pumpkin pie being served at a yontav meal. Thank you. <laughs> Don't get me started. We, we, I hope to get to some of the Thanksgiving chubas before Thanksgiving, but we have a month for that. Uh, but, uh, okay, maybe that's why. Maybe it doesn't taste that good. Maybe it's mostly sugar. But, but it's it, the fact that you're going out of your way to have pumpkins on whatever it fits the Halloween, that, that's going to be a problem. The rest of the year is not going to be an issue, and it's obviously not trace, even the little kids think, think it is. Uh, so this is an important appreciation. Again, he's trying to figure out what shot the tour is, which reading of the Rambam, which gives to the Rambam are we going to go with over here. Take a look at the next page. Actually, it's 944 already. Uh, let me just introduce the next page. We have one more minute, and we started a couple of minutes late. On uh, page four, he's going in the last part of the tour. I noted on the top, just to save paper, we give our muscle here, the very top of page four. Mishakarv Lamalchus Mutur Bakol. Sweeping heter. As I started mentioning before, if you're carved Lamalchus for the purpose of being there at the right place at the right time to undo Gzairas against Klaiso, which was a constant vexing problem throughout history, 
until relatively recent times. We have uh, Shtadlanim in Washington, but it's not like we're not, Baruch Hashem, we're not doing Gezeris that they're uh, talking about in the Senate and the Congress against Jews. Um, one person told me that they, uh, let me he says, they passed another Gezeris, we've got to have more Shtadlis in the government. And I said, which Gezeris? What country are you in? He said, they raised taxes again. I said, why is that against the Jews? He says, the Jews are the ones making the money. I said, that's the anti-Semitic propaganda. <laughs> there are plenty of, plenty of, plenty of Akum in Texas who have, uh, um, President Bush once uh, made a comment. He said, you know, we've got to do something to protect that little state in the Middle East. My driveway is longer than their country. He said. <laughs> there are plenty of wealthy Goyim uh, in this country, and, uh, and we're not the only people that, uh, that pay taxes. So, you have to know what Tishtablis is necessary, and I'm mentioning that for a reason. Baruch Hashem, we don't know from these things. Until relatively recent times, it was extremely important to have people involved, involved in the inside, and getting involved in the inside doesn't mean you show up the day to make the Xerah. It means you have to build a relationship, and you have to have a lobby, and it's years and years of work. And in Rome, you had to, there's an expression for a reason, uh, when a Rome do the Romans do, you had to dress the part. You had to look like a Roman, and you had to blend in, and what happened to Chukosayim Lusevechu? So it's interesting, just to go back to our preacher for a moment, shouldn't it depend on that machlekes? You put on a toga, and you, uh, you uh, wear what they wear, put on some sandals, whatever they wear. That's not inherently preacher's dig, so why was there a problem in the first place? What, what's the issue? Unless you all like the other guests, you can't look like an akum. The answer is, is that besides the general dress, there were other things that went along with it, like a haircut which was, there was a certain type of haircut the ability wore, was, which was distinctively uh, Goyish. It wasn't even as a preacher's day, but it was only for the Goyish ability. Even that was clearly usher, according to the Bolgirses, that's what's interesting. And this they came up for a hetter for, Laman, the protection of Klai Yisrael. We can discuss this, they had to pick up a fashion or something else, but it's interesting that that was usher in the first place. What's wrong with the haircut? The haircut, as I described, a wild hippie head of hair, you're trying to join the counterculture and the hippie movement. Maybe the haircut was just a haircut and it was Gaiyish, that's what they Gaiyim wore. The answer is that was also already, which is interesting for the Sugya. Why should that be? But that, that's a fact, that's not a Machlekes. The Shaili is like, I'd be dressed, it looks normal, and it happens to be there wearing that also, would that be copying? So we'll pick up on that point of Mesa Shem tomorrow night. Does, does